Nah, I mean podcast. We them boys with the question mark for the logo, but ain't no question what it is, except there is a question for the day. The question is, where is Kilo? You know how we do. We have another author present today. So Kilo is not here. It's going to be your boy. It's going to be Q here with Dr. Tashika Cox. She's not just an author. She holds, she wears a lot of hats. She holds a lot of degrees. She got a lot of money in the bank. She's Dr. Tashika Cox. Uh, I think that's, that's how I should introduce you, right? Sure. But okay. How would you introduce you? Introduce yourself to the Nameen podcast heads. Hi, Nameen podcast heads. So my name is Tashika Cox and, um, for real, I'm a psychotherapist and based out in the Washington DC area. And I do a lot of awesome things out there. I, um, lead mindfulness um, workshops, I lead self-care workshops, um, practice yoga as well, and I just love doing what I do. So let's get to it. So I love that. So right now, me and Kilo, not me podcast, we on a real health kick right now. Okay. I don't know if you know this or not, but today, well, just for today, we didn't eat any sugar. Okay. Yeah, no sugar today. And Kilo was supposed to eat lettuce and cucumber. But we can't call it a salad. He's intimidated by the word salad, but lettuce and cucumber. All right. Okay. Cucumber. Yes. So we're very healthy. Uh-huh. As you can hear this, you're very healthy. But we, 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 our vision is honestly to just ride whatever wave we're on. And right now we're on a health wave. Mm-hmm. So to, to be able to interview you today to talk about your new book is huge. Mm-hmm. So I really want to introduce um, the Nami podcast listeners to you, Dr. Cox. Um, and I want to discuss your new book. Okay. I read the book. Awesome. I enjoyed the book. Mm-hmm. I he- hesitate is maybe too strong a word to, to call it a book. It's more like a workbook. It or... is. That's exactly what it is. It's not a book. It's a workbook. And so, and, and the idea is what? So, the so that you can have an opportunity to actually practice some of the things that are being um, spoken about in the book. Okay. And so some of the things that are being spoken about in the book. All right. I read the book. Mm-hmm. Can I just, can I quote something from the book here? Go for it. You say at one point in the book, you say, don't get me wrong. I love all my roles, but sometimes they are exhausting, especially when I neglect my own needs in favor of taking care of those of others. I, that sounds incredibly selfish to me. I got to be. Now, am I getting you wrong or because this is almost the definition of selfishness is what you're describing. Well, let me put it to you this way. If I don't take care of me, or if any of us don't take care of ourselves, it's gonna be real difficult to take care of others around us. It's just like, you know, you've been on the airplane and they tell you when the oxygen mask drop, you gotta put on your oxygen mask first before you even put it on the, if you have a child next to you, Mm -hmm. that is what self-care is about. You have to rescue yourself first before you can rescue somebody else. Oh my goodness. That's kind of deep. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about here. How to rescue ourselves first before we try to rescue someone else. Because we can't do so if we are like drinking from an empty cup in a, in a sense. Yes. You yes. know, like we cannot drink from an empty cup. We need something in our cup. We need to be able to fill up ourselves or replenish ourselves first before we can do so for right. anybody else. That's good. So the name of the book is Self-Care is Not Selfish. Absolutely. And then the subtitle is A Busy Woman's Journey to Self-Care. Yes. And so 
I got the book. Mm -hmm. I see that it's a busy woman's journal to self-care. I've been put in this corner before uh -huh. where I'm reading books that where the, the audience is actually women. Uh -huh. And I, I was reading your book and honestly, 99% of the time I said, this book, a guy could read this book and not ever realize that the subtitle included a busy woman's journey to self-care. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that okay? Does that, did you fail in your, in your effort <laughs> to write a book for women? Well, I don't believe that I failed in my effort because I was writing a book based on my experience as a busy woman trying to reach a level of self-care that I needed so that I can be whole myself before I can handle that, the, the care of everybody else around me. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair enough. So as a man uh -huh. who who read Self-Care is Not Selfish and enjoyed it and was was informed by it, mm -hmm. right? There was a few instances where I felt like your audience was definitely women and not men. Mm -hmm. And so if you ever do another version, mm -hmm. you know, if the publishers ask for it, mm -hmm. if the people ask for it, mm -hmm. you know, I, like there's one part where you said, uh, you know, as a, as, as a rule or a, some advice, you were said, be gentle with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think what you were getting at was, you know, if you slip up, if you miss a day or something, if you schedule something, but it does, mm -hmm. life happens, right? Absolutely. That, that, but the way you frame that, be gentle with yourself, uh -huh. that's not going to resonate with the man, with the male audience. Well, I would reiterate that I wrote this particularly for females. Right, however, right, right, however, right. however um, this can apply to males as well because I do think that males can be gentle with themselves. I think t a lot Whoa. of times males are very hard on themselves. I'm sorry, what? And society is very hard on males right, and listen. they take that in um, and internalize that. But it's okay to be no. gentle with yourself as well as Whoa. a male. Okay, there seems to be a little confusion over who's the specialist and what here, all okay. right? <laughs> you are the specialist on things health and self-care. Uh -huh. I am the specialist on things male. Okay. Okay? So if, if, if it has to deal with men in that category, uh -huh. I, I that's my area of expertise, okay? So as a male, you wouldn't say that you would want to be... As a man, I'm never gentle with... No, there's no okay. gentle required here okay all right that's good okay just a little <laughs> clarification there um so self-care is not selfish i do want to mention um the book it's available now mm -hmm. uh if you want to know how to get to it if you want to know how to order the book you want to go to facebook.com forward slash self-care not selfish it's going to be all one word it'll direct you to uh, the Facebook page, and then you'll, it, 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 it's more like a community there. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of like, it'll direct you to the Facebook community centered around this workbook. Right. Um, give me give me a, a, a target audience. So I, I get that you wrote it for women, right? Mm -hmm. But is there is there a woman who's struggling with um, specific questions or problems or issues that you think, that's who I really want to reach with this? Not exclusively, mm -hmm. but maybe ideally. So um, for me, when I wrote the book, what I had in mind is um, a woman kind of like myself, who is a working woman, so a profession of any sort, um, that might have children, you know, might have a family, might have a spouse, um, and might have a lot of responsibilities outside of her home. That could be family responsibilities, that could be work responsibilities, that could be community responsibilities, could be a variety of responsibilities. But those responsibilities are things that constantly take her away from having time for 
dedicating to herself. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the woman I have in mind. That woman that's on the go constantly mm -hmm. um, and never really have a moment or two or three to just sit down and intentionally do something to take care right. of her. And you know what? I, I, honestly, I got to say, I feel like this needs to be said. Mm -hmm. Like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't a given. Mm -hmm. Like we don't know automatically that this is okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I honestly think I joke about, you know, you, your audience being women. Mm -hmm. um, but in, in reality, I think men are much more comfortable mm -hmm. with being selfish mm -hmm. than women are. I must say I agree. Yes. And so, um, which is, which is again, not to imply that self-care is selfish, uh -huh. but to the extent that self-care is self-focused, mm -hmm. men can easily jump to self-focus, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, that's like one of our superpowers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> one, I think, in which we envy someone as women, you know, um, that men kind of give themselves the permission to go ahead and be a little bit more selfish with their time. Um, and get the things done that they need to get done for themselves. Um, and I think that as women, sometimes we don't give ourselves that same permission to right. do so, that. And I would say that comes from conditioning in mm -hmm. large part. Mm -hmm. um, and so, because a lot of times, like, of, there might be instances where um, a significant other, a wife or a girlfriend mm -hmm. might look at her male counterpart mm -hmm. and be like, yo, I can't believe you just did that. Mm -hmm. And he... Literally, and it might have been some act of self-care. He went to go see a movie by himself. He did this, that by himself. He didn't even think twice about, is this okay? Should I somehow? No, it was just natural and instinctive to, oh, I want to do this. Oh, well, I have the time. I'm going to go do it. Mm -hmm. It's just instinctive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's somewhat instinctive within us as well, but we don't, as I said before, about give ourselves the permission to act on that instinct. Um, so it's like, we want to do those things. We want to be able to take that time away from ourselves, but because of so much that we have that we're obligated to, um, we feel torn a lot of times, um, to take that time out for ourselves. So, so let me ask you this question because, so to the extent that we're talking about is, is, uh, influenced by conditioning, mm -hmm. right? I am a father to three daughters. Yes. And so in a parenting sense, like if I want to condition my daughters to love, but not necessarily love at not always sacrifice themselves in love, um, like how, how do you go? How do you go about doing that? Is there a method? Or? Um, I think one of the ways can be just role modeling, you know, um, you know, as you are raising your daughters with your wife, you know, giving her that time, you know, saying in front of them, you know, making it like um, something that they have seen and witnessed and honey, why don't you come go take some time out for you? You know, whatever, go do whatever it is that you want to do for yourself for this so, time. Dr. Cox, yes. we are on a budget in my household, <laughs> very strict budget. Uh -huh. Okay, we don't have time for I don't know what you were implying by what she could be doing with that time, but I'm positive that we cannot afford that right now. So, so let me are there just any, say this. like go to the library? Can she go to the library? That's free. Okay, so I'm glad that you brought that point up. Um, um, 
because I do want to let everyone know that self-care does not have to be something that costs money. You know, this is not something that has to be a big monetary commitment. This could be anything that we do intentionally to take care of our physical, um, emotional, and social selves or behavioral selves as well. So we don't have to spend a lot of money or actually a lot of time Mm -hmm. um, on doing anything for self-care. But it could be little things that we do throughout our day um, that is just intentionally paying attention to the parts of us that needs that self-care in that moment. Wow. I I love it. Um, I mean, for me, just the idea of self-care is kind of new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was introduced to me actually uh, at a job that I had maybe two, three years ago mm-hmm. is when I first got introduced to the term. Wow. Um, and they had a team there that was in charge of self-care, mm-hmm. uh, and like self-care committee or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they did all these awesome events, um, like once a quarter, mm-hmm. where half a day we'd have these events. Mm-hmm. Um, and it introduced me to this concept. But I think for listeners of the podcast who either A, aren't familiar with self-care at all or B, um, have a limited like idea of what it is. Like if self-care just means getting your nails done or just means getting a massage, like I think that this book, what it does is it introduces you to, it really introduces you to the scope of self-care. It gives you, you offer so many suggestions of, of how to care for yourself in uh, different capacities um, where, I mean, it's just, it's, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. You, you really get into it all. And it's not even done in a way that you, like you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. So I guess that means you're super intelligent. Is that a part of that? I don't know. But the book is easy to read. Yes. It's not like, I never had to pull out a dictionary and be like, what is that word? Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was easy to read. Mm-hmm. And I, I, let me give you a break to, to reflect a little. Mm-hmm. Um, what's some of the things that went into this format even the format of your book is was new to me mm-hmm. and yet I, I thought it was great mm-hmm. like what made you go with this format was this how did you come to this decision with the book the mm-hmm. format well I did want something that was going to be simple and easy I didn't want it to be something too complex or something that was going to take too much time I'm writing for an audience that already doesn't have a lot of time So I didn't want something that was going to be like they have to read it for, they had to spend X amount of time reading it. Um, I wanted them to be able to pick it up and quickly go to whatever they need um, in that moment um, in order to take care of themselves. So I, the format, I I came up with the format because I wanted to interwove my, the way that the book is written is interwoven with my story. Um, within it. So um, I know for me, it took a level of awareness. It took an experience that I had and a level of awareness and for me to be able to check in with myself to see what are the things that I was already doing or maybe I wasn't doing um, that was going to be um, helping or promoting my self-care. And then I I know I needed some reflection time as well um, after I was able to check in with those things. So that was kind of um, my process in developing the way that the book um, is formatted is just how my journey was and um, with the understanding and the idea that maybe others are going through or have experienced a similar journey as well. Got you. I got you. Um, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you and say 
self-care as a topic, it's, I don't think it's discussed a lot. Uh-huh. And so I think since most people um, just have maybe at the at most surface level understandings of it, um, that I, I think that the vast majority of people who pick this up, who pick up this book, or even who just go to facebook.com forward slash self-care not selfish mm-hmm. and start to engage with the community there, mm-hmm. um, the things that they learn there, it's going to be useful to them because this is a neglected area of our lives, mm-hmm. even our mental lives, of mm-hmm. things that we hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about, at one point, uh, you talk about social self-care mm-hmm. and, and this how we take care of ourselves like socially. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like one thing that people are doing in the capacity of social self-care is more and more people do take social media fasts. Um, and then people like do social media purges as well. Mm-hmm. So they just go through and they just like block people and unfriend people who, who are too negative, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess, can, can you speak to uh, social self-care as it relates to social media? I definitely think it's important to take care of ourselves when it comes to social media. Um, There's a lot coming in at us um, at a very fast pace um, when we are engaged in social media platforms. And sometimes it can be overwhelming for us. Um, And depending on, you know, like how we perceive it or how it's we're internalizing it, it can have, you know, different effects on us. So there are times when we do need those breaks from um, social media. You know, if we feel like this is just too overwhelming for me in this moment or, um, you know, that I just need to just take a step back, that that's okay. And if that's what you need to do in order to take care of yourself um, socially or in that moment, then I encourage people to do so. I mean, I got to be honest, I just uh, recently uh, was writing a letter to someone who's in jail. And he's in jail for a long time. And uh, and it was interesting because I think I was trying to, what I was trying to communicate to him is to be aware of his blessings. Mm-hmm. Even in an environment that is, you, it might not be obvious, you know, it might, on the surface, it might look like I don't have any blessings. Like, but this whole idea that, you know, we can identify small blessings, small goodnesses that... Is that a word? Goodnesses? Goodness. Small goodness. See, that's why I don't like having doctors on here because because <laughs> then I want to keep up with you and I'm saying small goodnesses. And we need more goodnesses, though. That's the problem. There's not enough goodnesses, okay? No. I'm, if I'm going to stand on this, I'm going to stand on it until I'm not going to hide from it. Okay. Goodnesses is what we need. Um, but so I... and. I, Again, it's tough because I'm not I'm not a doctor, though, and I'm not a therapist. Mm-hmm. And here I am essentially trying to encourage someone to kind of stay positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what do you think about that? I don't think you necessarily have to be a doctor or a therapist to encourage anyone to stay positive. Um, I think it's if it's something that's genuine, that's coming from a, a genuine place in your heart to encourage another person, then you don't need a degree to do that. Anyone can do that. Um we just as a, a society, I believe, just need to practice um, more gratefulness, gratitude in our lives as well, um, and goodness in our lives. So you encouraging someone else to, um, to practice that is more the merrier. You know, right, we right, need right, more right, people right. that's doing that. So I encourage you to keep on doing that. Yeah, be grateful. 
There was this gospel song that that talks about be grateful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Hudson sang it once, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. She did really good with it. So look for that on YouTube. I'll, I'll post it to the Facebook page if I can find it. If it wasn't Jennifer Hudson, it was that artist Lettucey. So I remember that song. So I'm going to post that to Nameen Podcast Facebook page. Um, but this is what's going on. This is episode 17, Nameen Podcast. Uh, I don't know the title yet. Um, Self-Care is Not Selfish, though, is the title of Dr. Tashika Cox's book. Um, she is in Syracuse this weekend, all the way up from the D.C. area. Um, and we're just discussing the book, guys. Uh, so I guess um, I, while I have you here, surface level stuff, entry level stuff, beginning level um, of self-care. Let's say, you know, someone comes to you. Let's, I'll give you a, I'll give you a hypothetical. You're on the train, right? You're a few stops away from your stop. You only got a a few minutes, maybe even one minute, um, to talk to a young lady who sits down next to you on the train. She clearly seems overwhelmed. Um, you identify with her as a mother. Um, that's clear to you. Uh, she sits down next to you, begins to make conversation with you that begins something like, oh, I am woe all the way out. How do you respond just in that moment as a, as a good Samaritan and an expert on self-care? Well, first I would just listen. I mean, I find that a lot of people just need somebody to just listen to them and listen to them in an empathetic way, you know, not just listen to try to respond, but listen um, with an open heart and an open mind um, and a certain genuineness. So first I would just like listen to her and see whatever the situation is that she has going on. And then if I can offer any encouragement or suggestion in that moment for whatever situation that she has going on, then I will do so. Um, but I do find that a lot of time people just want somebody to listen to them. They just want to be heard. Okay, Dr. Cox, again, I feel like I have to be your consultant or again on things man. Okay. All right. So that concept that you just said, I, I, it was very well put together, the phrases and the words and everything. But that's not gonna that's not gonna reach a male audience, Dr. Mm-hmm. Cox. Okay, we don't do what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very flowery speech for something that men don't do. All right. So again, you gotta come with some solutions, Dr. Cox. All right. Just listen. People just want to be heard. Where no no one nowhere ever wanted to just be heard. Okay. I'm coming to Dr. Okay. So I need to give you a new scenario that puts you more that you gotta show up. So. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, all right, but, I, uh, but can I just say something about that? Because I do think that men want to be heard as well. Um, I think a lot of times that men, or we don't think that men just want to be heard, and a lot of times you guys do too. If you just allow yourselves to be open to that, you know, to just be able to be heard, you never know what that might bring. Interesting. Do you know any men? I. You do. I do. Okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't clear. I wasn't sure if you knew men at all, but you do know some. Okay, all right. Again, again, not to belabor the point. Let me be the expert on men, okay. and you be the expert on self care. Go for it. Let me reword my question then. Um, I gave you a long scenario, and I do appreciate your response, and I do think that's good. Like sometimes people just want to be be heard. All right, I, I, I receive that, but. If you were giving someone just where to start as it relates to self-care, someone who um, maybe hasn't been conscious of it um, at all, 
where would you encourage them to say just to start? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, we want them to we want them to join the Facebook community, uh, facebook.com forward slash self care, not selfish. Mm-hmm. We want them to get the, the workbook, the book. But just to our listeners right now, give them something, man. Let's reward them. They've been riding out with us now. <laughs> 20 minutes we into this podcast. Give them, give them something. <laughs> okay, so um, say we take the scenario that you just gave me and someone that has never never heard of self-care before, never um, thought to practice self-care before. The first thing I would tell them to do is just to kind of do like a self-inventory to just see where they are. See what they are are already doing, um, already practicing. Because in a lot of instances, people are doing little things to, you know, to promote their self-care. But maybe they're just not coining it as that or not labeling it as that. Um, So helping them to identify, like, what are those things that they are already doing. And then maybe look at some areas that, you know, might need a little bit more assistance. Okay, okay. So let me follow up with you. I'm enjoying this conversation. Uh-huh. And listeners, I hope you guys are enjoying tracking it. Um, but I, this, listeners, this part is for you, all right? Because I don't want to forget about you. I know you're here with us. So I'm going to, here's what we're going to do for the listeners. You're going to answer yes, no, or maybe. Okay. All right? Watching Netflix, is that an act of self-care? So... Oh, yes, no, or maybe. Correct. Um, possibly, maybe. 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 Okay. Um, going shopping, is that an act of self-care? It could be, yes. Going to it sleep, um, is that an act of self-care? Getting regular sleep, yes, is an act of self-care. Okay, okay. Um, let me think. What about screaming? Like, just yelling, like, ah! You're just super frustrated and you just yell. Mm-hmm. Is that an act of self-care? Maybe. Okay. All right, listeners. Well, there you have it. You got some options there. You can watch Netflix. You can go shopping. You can go to sleep. Or you can sleep with someone. You may or may not want to smoke marijuana. I don't know. There are a lot of maybe better self-care options, you would say. Yes, there are a lot of different self-care options that we have to choose from. Um, and I think it's it's just really important to choose self-care option that's going to promote your physical health, your um, emotional health, and your behavioral health. Physical health, emotional health, and behavioral health. All right, that's heavy. I got to think about that. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you about? Mindfulness. You heard of this mindfulness? Absolutely. Mindfulness. It. Uh, I don't know. Listeners, some of you, I'm sure, have not heard of this thing called mindfulness. I'm, I, it's, I'm, I'm struggling to even define what it is. It's kind of like meditation. Is that what it is? So mindfulness is paying attention on purpose to what you're doing in the present moment. Um, so it's. It's you intentionally um, doing whatever you're doing. You're fully bringing your attention to it, right. your awareness to it, yeah. and um, you're doing it mindfully. So you're not just doing it haphazardly. You know, you're fully engaged in what you're doing. Got you. Oh my goodness. So it's funny. Me and Kilo were talking recently, and I think it was on a podcast. And he was talking about how, like, 
Like that's him at his optimal self when he's doing something and he's fully engaged and he's not distracted, you know. Um, so mindfulness, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you though, based off of what you just described as what mindfulness is, mm -hmm. the cell phone has to be the number one most killer of mindfulness. Think about it. Mm -hmm. Like, cause on a cell phone, you can go on an app, switch to another app, switch to another app. And all the while you're somewhere else where you probably supposed to be doing something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean... If we're trying to reach a point where we're mindful, we might have to power off our phone or something. Well, yeah, there are times when you do need to um, take a break from your cell phones and fully engage in an activity that you're doing um, so that you can just be fully present in doing that activity. And, you know, sometimes being on your cell phone while trying to do an activity can be distracting. Mm -hmm. So you really want to, if you really want to focus in on what you're doing, then then yes, there's going to have to be like a break from that in order so, to fully pay attention. So I know you, you're a big proponent of mindfulness. Absolutely. Uh, how valuable is it? I think it's extremely valuable. It's been valuable to me um, and to those I know that practice it. So um, yes, I think it's extremely valuable. So help me out with this, because you say, you use the phrase practice it, right? Mm -hmm. Is it something where you you maybe schedule like moments in your day to actually for mindfulness? Or is it something that you're trying to like exercise where you're at the point where you're consistently mindful all the time? I'm a little confused on that point. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a practice. So with practice, anything that you practice in is something that you're constantly working at. Okay. Um, so yes, there could be moments throughout your day that you take out to have mindful moments, but it, the way that, you know, our, our lives are set up, a lot of our lives are set up and we constantly have to keep going, going, going. It's not always that we're going to be like hundred percent mindful that whole day. But if you're able to take moments out of that day and practice mindfulness, that is, that is also very good have you so you've been so you've been all right you gotta you gotta give me more here mm -hmm. so you've been um practicing mindfulness for a while correct have you noticed that you're like much better at it now than when you kind of first started oh yes absolutely so where are you at right now like are you like 75 percent mindful <laughs> like what how does this what well, I've never thought about it like that in terms of percentage-wise, um, but I can definitely say that my practice have improved tremendously over the years. Um, whereas where I first started practicing mindfulness and I didn't really understand the practice or knew what it was about, um, I wasn't never really like paying attention to some of the things that I was doing. And I found that when I started practicing mindfulness, I was finding more joy and pleasure in some of the things that I was doing because I was able to be fully present. Ooh. So I try now to just take different activities that I'm doing throughout the day or just different moments um, throughout the day to just be fully present um, and to pay attention to what I'm doing. Even when I'm like with my kids, you know, instead of me being with my kids and like trying to multitask and doing something else, I really just try to just be with them. Um, right, and I right. find that I'm able to attune to them more um, and understand them a little bit more in that moment. Um, so it's like my brain is not like splitting its, its, its um, awareness or its um, 
responsibilities in that moment. I'm just fully giving them my full attention. Wow. So. I gotta be honest. So I'm I'm not I'm new to mindfulness. Uh-huh. That was the most articulate explanation of it that I've ever heard. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and it you really you're really selling it. Cause you, you know, I'm serious. Like what you just described was basically what you just said is the benefits of mindfulness is I'm able to enjoy myself more in that moment mm-hmm. because I'm more in that moment. So I'm like you basically said it's made me happier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, you've like found kind of a a tool to help you be more happy. Mm-hmm. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. So we have some additional tools out there for us to be happy besides going to Foot Locker and Foot Action and Champs, mm-hmm. besides whatever Nike is selling, mm-hmm. besides the new LeBrons. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. The new LeBrons? Woo! The new joints? I don't know if mindfulness can beat those. No, I don't know. I would rather have the new LeBrons than mindfulness. Is that bad? Well, I'm, I'm not going to judge you. You know, you, you determine what you like you like to do in that moment. I can have but. both. I can have both. I can have LeBron's and be mindful. Don't try to make it seem like it's either or, Dr. Cox. I, I, I've never, I didn't say it had to be either or, but. Unbelievable. Y'all got to watch these. Y'all got to watch them. Listen, I'm, listen, I enjoyed this. I, like, I didn't even know that I would keep you this long um, in this conversation. Uh, thank you for joining the podcast today. Um, I don't want to just kind of close on an accusation of you basically, you know, telling people not to buy the new LeBrons. That's not fair. So. I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, we have, this is being recorded. So, um, <laughs> Dr. Cox, um, let me say my closing statements and then I'll let you close us out. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just say in closing, I, I absolutely, I loved the workbook. I need one, like I need one for myself. Um, cause it's not the type of thing you can read. I ended up reading it like cover to cover, like in one, in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, it's, it's small. It's mm-hmm. not huge. Mm-hmm. It's potent, mm-hmm. but it's small. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I actually really, really liked about it was that like, I'm the type of person who... I don't usually read a book cover to cover in one second. I put it down and then I pick it back up like sometimes a week later. Mm-hmm. Is that's how I read books. And I but and I'm reading like seven books at one time. Mm-hmm. But I love like the way that book is written. Mm-hmm. You can read, get what you need, put it down, and when you pick it back up, you'll be able to catch right back up. Like like on a new topic, mm-hmm. but still like it it, it kind of was written for someone who reads like me, mm-hmm. like off and on. You know, um, so I and and I and I felt that immediately. Besides that, it's beautiful to look at, mm-hmm. like the art, the art in it, the colors. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually a, a beautiful book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I saw benefits to it. Um, and even now, after talking to you, like I'm the type of person who will make a joke about mindfulness before I ever actually practice mindfulness. Mm -hmm. But now hearing you talk about it and talk about the benefits, who doesn't want to be more happy? Mm -hmm. Like, you you know, you really were selling it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I I think that, um, I guess what I'm really trying to say is I really encourage our listeners Mm -hmm. to buy the book, visit the Facebook page, do it for you. Mm -hmm. Like, 
because from what I can gather, the book is not that expensive. So you ain't about to be a millionaire off of it. So you ain't going to be doing it for someone like do it for you. Like self-care is not selfish and buying the book self-care is not selfish is an act of self-care. Let that be your first step if you haven't had one in a while, you know. Um, but no, I got a, I got a lot out of it. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, I definitely want your listeners to know um, that, you know, doing self-care is something that is very personal. It can be very personal, um, but it also has to be something that's very intentional that you're doing to take care of you um, and that there are various ways to do this, to do self-care is no one cookie cutter way. Um, so, you know, as I said before, as long as it's something that is, um, that you're intentionally doing to take care of the different facets of yourself, um, such as your physical self, your emotional self, um, and your behavioral self, then go for it, you know, do something that is going to be good for you. Also, um, I would add that, if you do want to get inf more information to join my Facebook page, um, I will be starting a self-care journey on that page. Um, and that's facebook.com forward slash self-care self not, not selfish. selfish. Yes. Thank okay. You. Go ahead. Um, there is a six week self-care journey that's in the workbook that I'll be going along with my readers um, on that self-care journey. So mm. that it's not like you're alone on your self-care journey. You'll have Ooh. someone that's going along with you. So that's like a self-care coach, almost like a self-care coach, pretty much. Um, so that's part of what's embedded within the workbook. So if you would like to join me, please do so at Facebook slash self-care, not selfish. I look forward okay. to getting any um, feedback on there and thank you very much that's good so I promised that I would give you the last word unless you want to hear a funny joke about masturbation no I don't you sure you don't <laughs> as it relates to self care no oh my goodness well then uh, I guess I don't have anything else to say <laughs> not mean podcast you know give us five stars Um, give us five stars on Apple podcast, give us that rating. It really, it really helps us out a lot. And thank you to everyone who already has, um, like the Facebook page, share it with your friends, uh, get the word out there. You see what we doing is quality content is consistent. We dope. I, I, I don't know any other way to say we dope. Like that's it. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening. And we're going to be back at you real soon. Nami.